Oh, hello. Come sit around the campfire and listen to my tale. Just listen to that crackling fire and settle in. Yes, yes, that seat right over there is fine. Are you all settled in? Good. Let's begin. Please listen. The story is true. If you hear in the night, do not open your eyes to the sight. But if you do, a notebook will appear. Upon seeing the cover, you will know fear. My dear, please, come and play my game with my friends, Josh, Joe, and Steve, and find my clues around the house. You shall win the ultimate prize. So you walk around and see that upon your hearts is the key. A blue paw print now appears. Next upon, um, next to print upon some bleach, and further along a shiny night, you are then thrown upon a chair. The voice whispers, Now solve my clues. Play and win the ultimate prize. Such is the fate of those who dare to play her little fun game of blues. All right, now we're going to ditch that voice. And thanks, everybody. I hope you really enjoyed that little horror poem. And thanks for turning in to today's tale on Crime and Seek. Today we'll be discussing the Blue-Eyed Butcher. This case may not be about a female blue cartoon dog, but a murder occurs nonetheless. Like many other true crime stories, there are two different versions of events. Which one is true? That's for you viewers to decide. Susan Wright was born on April 24, 1976 in Houston, Texas. Did I say that wrong again? What? Houston. <laughs> Yeah, no. I can't say. Houston. Sorry, like people. The owl. I cannot say that word right. So now it is Houston, like the bird. <laughs> it's an owl, Steve. A clue. You should keep that in there. That's kind of funny. In 1997, she met her soon to be husband, Jeff, while working at a restaurant as a waitress in Texas. When she was eight and a half months pregnant, she ended up marrying Mr. Jeff. Soon she gave birth to their son, Bradley. A few years later, Susan gave birth to their second child, Kaylee, a little girl, on January 13, 2003. Depending on the report that you read, Susan stabbed Jeff between 193 to 200 times in their bedroom. My gosh. But who's counting, right? I mean, how do you determine the difference between 193 and 200 times? I would not want to be the person who had to count that. Do you think 150 of the stabs were in the penis? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, hmm. She she then buried him in a hole in her backyard that Jeff had dug previously for a home improvement project. She had to use a dolly to move him into the hole. Susan tried her best to repaint their bedroom to cover up all the blood spatter from her numerous stabbings, but. She neglected to get rid of the very obvious bloody mattress, which she threw 
into her backyard for any of her neighbors to see. After this, she immediately filed for a restraining order against Jeff, citing domestic abuse. In five... <laughs> Uh, he might be dead, but just in case he comes back from the dead, I want to do a restraining order against Jeff. Just in case. Well, she's making it seem like he, you know... She, she's hiding the... Uh, she's she's hiding, hiding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just like to think that's the, the truth. <laughs> uh, five days later, on January 18th, Susan told her attorney, Mr. Neil Davis, that she had murdered her husband, Jeff, in self-defense. I can't even imagine someone coming up to my office and going, yeah, I murdered this person. Neil then informed the Harris County District Attorney's Office that Susan had a dead body on her property. Upon investigation of the property, they discovered that Jeff's wrists and ankles had been bound. In the house, they found cleaning supplies and blood on the walls. Someone clearly did not hide her evidence well. The bloody, ma the bloody mattress was found in the backyard. Later, Susan turned herself in on January 24th. And the following year, on January 24th, 2004, the trial commenced. Oh. Sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even read my own She notes. turned herself in, and that same day, they <laughs> held the trial. <laughs> they were, this was a speedy trial. Don't edit any of those. This is kind of I'm, not, I'm not going to edit a single That's word. funny. <laughs> Sorry. A month later, in February 24th, 2004, the trial commenced. This is real, people. Sorry. This is what happens when you read off a piece of paper. <laughs> Called word document. Also, any of us true crime people, we know, hide your cleaning supplies. Don't make... But I guess since she already claimed that she killed him, it's, I guess it's fine to leave You mean it. hide the murder weapon? Hide it all. Leave your cleaning supplies and open view. Get that bleach. But I guess if you're trying to prove that you did murder somebody, then yeah, leave it out. Just make it super <laughs> obvious. Big red knife. <laughs> uh, Susan claimed that she murdered out of self-defense and her husband had been physically abusing her for years. I guess that's a good reason to murder somebody, right? Susan stated that Jeff didn't want her working or furthering her education and was expected to be a stay-at-home stay, stay mom. People, I want to be a stay-at-home mom, but you don't see me murdering people because I can't be. Just saying. Susan claims she was also suffering from postpartum at the time, and Jeff was abusing her. He also attacked and beat the dog as well. That is not cool. Oh, he had it coming. That is worth murdering somebody over for you. Don't yeah, beat the dog. Don't, don't hurt your animals. We are avid animal lovers here. Here yeah. are the events according to Susan. Jeff came home from a boxing class high on cocaine. <laughs> I would love to know how that boxing class went. You know, you're supposed to be light on your feet, right? That's how you prep? Was the whole class <laughs> on cocaine? Was it a front for Eesh. cocaine selling? I don't know. He then proceeded to hit their young son, Aww. which, okay, that would make me fly into a rage too. And when she tried to defend him, Jeff went after her and started beating her. He then raped and proceeded to beat her more. Yeah, I mean, I could, I can kind of see why she killed him. Susan was then later able to convince him to lay on the bed where she was able to bound his, able to bound, able to bind his hands and feet. Then she started stabbing him repeatedly. And this is why the written language is different than the spoken language. According to Susan, she went into a fog and became afraid that at any moment Jeff would rise up and attack her. And this was after he was already dead. So she was kind of in a fog. That's why she said she was in shock order. fog. Yeah. <laughs> She then used a dolly to dump his body into his previously dug hole. 
I mean, it is kind of convenient that Jeff did this. I mean, it's not really convenient that he beat his child, but at least he had the decency to do it after he dug his murder hole. So guys, don't dig murder holes. Susan spent two days being questioned on the stand. Now the prosecutor, Kelly Siegler, did not like her. Did not like Susan from the start. She said that everything Susan did during the trial was just theatrics. She was a dramatic, dramatic woman. Kelly claimed that this murder had always been premeditated and Susan was after Jeff's life insurance policy. The policy was to the tune of $200,000. Now, I don't know about you, but $200,000? I don't think that's worth murdering somebody over. I mean, it'll pay my student loans, but... Yeah, $200,000. So forget the life insurance After paying policy. student loans, there's only a little bit left over. Yeah, forget it, that. That's not worth murdering somebody over. I'm yeah. Just saying. But he's just an abusive guy. Just, yeah. Just I guess the money at that point is just a the little... The money's just cream, the yeah. cream on the cake. The prosecutor was able to persuade the jury that all of Susan's tears were fake. And the crime scene, you should see the crime scene photos. She has a lot of tears. The actual murder mattress was brought into the courtroom. And Kelly had the events that she believed happened played out. She had her counsel reenact Susan straddling her husband and luring him into what she called a sexy game. Ooh la la. Where she proceeded to bind and stab him to death. Well, she bound him and then stabbed him. You can't bind somebody to death. Can you bind somebody to death? Maybe you can. Kelly had witnesses come in to claim that Jeff was a great man and the marriage was perfect. Let me all just say, if he really was abusing her, you guys suck. I don't know how you can can lie like that. That's I mean, just messed up. Did she up. not have any like markings on her body? I don't know. I wasn't there. She further tried to discredit Susan by saying that she had to work as a topless dancer in her teens, and that's just mean. Don't throw what things into the past. Do trying... anything. <coughs> you have to edit that out. Nope, everything stays in. <laughs> Woo! Choking on an M and M. Okay. So, anyway, she was trying to say that she was of bad character because she took her top off. Just just leaving that out there. It only took around five and a half hours for the jury to deliberate, and they charged Susan with murder. She was sentenced to 25 years in prison, meaning she should have served until 2029, but she didn't. Because in 2008, a witness who was the former fiancé of Jeff who for some reason decided not to come forward before, finally came out and spoke in defense of Susan. She claimed that Jeff had actually violently abused her when they had been engaged and they had been together for four, four years. The evidence was enough to convince a judge that in 2009, they determined that Susan had the right to a retrial. And in 2010, that trial occurred. It was determined that the medical evidence did not back up the prosecutor's theory and I'm just going to add that in there. Maybe they should have thought about that in the first trial. But whatever. But I know a lot of times medical evidence gets challenged a lot. And they find different things later. But instead, it proved that Jeff had high levels of cocaine in his body. Which they should have checked for. But it's okay. I know people can be bought off. And stuff happens in the court system. Susan's sentence was then reduced by five years to 20 years. I'm not sure that's really fair to only remove five years. What? There's evidence that claims <laughs> that everything you said was true and that your husband beat you? We'll take all five, five years. Five years. Just five years, guys. That's it. 
Susan was later approved for parole on July 2nd, 2020, and she was then released on December 30th of 2020, which means, guys, she's free. And she was released on the provision that she attends anger management, which, I mean, if your husband... Is it really? Do you really need really, anger management if your husband beats you? I don't think she needs anger I don't know management. if it's really anger or if it's just you just mentally, you're just so distraught by everything that's been happening, no, you just snap. No, uh, the Cobra class said uh, that channels that anger into karate, so she self-defends and destroys people. I mean... Let her be a destroying machine, is what I'm saying. And she also had to wear... Channel a, that rage. She also had to wear a GPS until her original sentence is over in 2024. She had... Which is kind of unfair. That's I mean, where's she gonna? What's she gonna do? Her uh, her children got taken away. She's been away from her kids for years. Thank you, princess. What do you want, grandma? You, you want to weigh She in this? has requested to be left alone and allowed to have her second chance at life. Okay. Susan's case has garnered a lot of attention over the years, and there's even a Lifetime movie called The Blue Eyed Butcher because you know Lifetime literally capitalizes on everything. Maybe one day I'll have a Lifetime movie named after me if I go on a crazy murdering rampage. My family can profit off of that. Yeah. To this day... <laughs> and then someone in my family can write a book. To this day, only Susan truly knows what happened that night. And she's not interested in speaking further to anyone case closed. So guys, let me know what your thoughts on this case are. Do you think she was truly an abused woman? Do you think she wasn't? Do you think she deserved her punishment? Do you think she didn't? And if you liked this, please like and subscribe so that we know to make further episodes. And leave any comments, questions and down below. And thank you so much for turning into Crime and Sea. Bye, everyone. <laughs>